This is the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley, and along with my co-host, Michael, each week we bring you the insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream of. On last week's show, we talked with Becky Spohn about how paid speaking opportunities are getting harder to find. Then we talked with Stephanie Bonte LaBear about how she's gone from being an actress and voice coach to an acclaimed business coach. In our business builder segment, we showed you how you can quickly transform your book into a course. Michael, what do we have planned for today's show? Well, first up in Trends and Insights, you'll be talking with Carrie Connolly about why it's so important to spend the right money at the right time to grow your business. Next, in today's success interview, we'll talk with Jane M. Powers about how she's built a successful business helping coaches, speakers, and authors create and communicate a compelling message. And in our Business Builder segment, I'll be back to talk about why it's important to know when good enough is good enough for you. You're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper and let's get started. First up, it's Trends and Insights, your insider's look at industry changes being leveraged by today's most successful speakers, authors, and coaches. Today we're talking with Carrie Connolly. She's a speaker, an author, and an entrepreneurial coach and a co-founder of a community of entrepreneurs called Infinite Nation. Welcome, Carrie. Hello. How are you, John L.? Great. I'm really excited for our time together today. I'd love to start by asking you, what current trend are you seeing that's impacting coaches, speakers, and authors like yourself? Um. Well, there's so many of them, and as you know, I'm out networking and speaking a lot. But I think the biggest thing that I end up talking to most of um, those people and also entrepreneurs in general um, that is really tripping them up in the growth of their business and how much money they're making and how much joy they're having in what they're doing. And it really comes down to they have no clarity on making the right decisions with their money and their time and the people they spend it with at the right phase of their business. And it gets very um, unclear for so many of us in this world right now because, you know, as a new entrepreneur, what we think we might be able to do is just, you know, get a website up and start pushing out some stuff on social media and sit back and wait for people to call. And in reality, what we really need to teach people is, you know, old school stuff first, networking, um, putting together your own workshops, which is how I started, you know, getting face-to-face and building relationships with people. And so many of them, you know, want to flip-flop that because it's easier to sit behind the computer 
So, so they end yeah. up just making some crazy mistakes with their money. Well, and, and time and money are those two things that we have limited resources on, and it's important to make sure that you're spending it wisely. But I think you're right. A lot of people do think that it's really easy, and they don't have to get out and build relationships, and you and I both know that that is really key to success. Yeah. Well, it's everything. You know, before they start pushing out, I've, I've just now started working with a new coach, um, Janelle, and she's been in business now for about two years. Mm-hmm. And what she's been doing to this point has been mostly all the, you know, online stuff, getting her website up and building some blogs and, um, you know, getting on all the social media um, reach out methods. But to date, being out and networking and actually having face-to-face clients has been a challenge because nobody really told her that that was the first key ingredient in building a business. And so, you know, as a matter of fact, in the people that I coach, I talk to them all the time about, you know, the first three things to do to build a business is getting referrals, doing some little workshops, and networking to build relationships. But that's a harder piece for people to want to go do. It is. And one of the challenges is that people spend money building their website and building their products, but mm-hmm. they do it before they've done right. much interaction with their clients. So they really they think they know what they want, but I would challenge the, our listeners to really, you've got to really experience it. You've got to actually work with clients to know what they want and how you can help them. Right. And the bigger thing is is that most people don't understand that to have any sort of impact in any of those tools, you know, um, SEO or social media, you have to be having a following of thousands upon thousands of people to even get one person to want to reach out to you through your website. So there is a big piece that they are missing. Again, it's that cart before the horse thing of you've got to get out and build a reputation first in order for people to want to follow you and share you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that is taken, that takes sometimes years to um, get that following and that recognition and, and what I call really good street cred, right? Mm-hmm. People saying, oh my gosh, this person is really great at what they do. You need to go like their page or you need to, you know, give them a call and connect with them. Well, because there's nothing like someone else standing up and saying, you need to meet this person. And you know, that's what I love about the face-to-face networking and eWomen Network is you build those relationships, you get that credibility, and then other people are your biggest advocates. And yeah. that says so much more than you telling them how good you are. <laughs> Ten times more. You know, we're, we're never... Um our own best advocate. And a lot of times, too, I say this, that, you know, we're not a prophet in our own land kind of thing. I'm sure you've heard that saying, right, mm-hmm. where um, it's always helpful when you've got a third party that is not, um, you know, your family member or <laughs> your neighbor <laughs> or whatever that is saying, and it's really powerful if this person who's bragging on you also has a really good reputation and a good following. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's building uh, a whole other topic around building strategic alliances with people that, you know, work in, reach into the same um, people that you're trying to serve, and they also have a really good following and reputation. Um, so much more powerful than sitting behind the computer and pushing out, 
you know, uh, little memes and, you know, blogs and that and those things. Those are great tools, and I do use them, but I didn't start using them until year three of my business. And I don't physically do them. I have other people do them, and that's a whole other topic, too, around delegating. But um, the main thing that I still do, John Allen, you know this because you see me everywhere and I see you, is I network to build relationships. And that is the key thing right up front. It is, and I think it's real, that's really important because a lot of people think you need a website and you need the things in the back end to build a real business. Yeah. But what you really need to do is get more clients, get known. Yeah. And if you do that, everything else will come together. Well, and you're making money. The, yeah. You know, the whole reason we come into being entrepreneurs, yes, we love what we do and we're passionate about what we do, which is why we chose it. But really it comes down to... Are you making money? And that's my biggest key thing when I end up working with people is I'm going to teach you the tools you need and the foundational stuff, but we're going to make sure that you are making money and paying yourself along the way because most entrepreneurs, you know, statistically quit between year two and four, Mm -hmm. and a lot of them quit um, not only because they got really discouraged and they didn't get any clients, which is why they need to, you know, have a coach and a mentor telling them the right things to do at the right phase, but they quit massively in debt, and it just doesn't look good in the entrepreneurial world, mm-hmm. um, and we need more entrepreneurs in this world. So, yes, we want to make sure that, you know, I didn't have a website, John Allen, until year two in my business. I got mm-hmm. up and running with paying clients in year one just by reaching out to the people I knew and doing a workshop with them that worked and monetized Mm-hmm. So yeah. you, meant, you mentioned spending the right amount of money at the right time. Mm-hmm. How do people know what is that right amount and when it's the right time to do it? Mm-hmm. Well, first thing is, is, okay, so if they have a proven concept, meaning their business is working, they're getting clients, they're getting paid, they're starting to get a reputation, they're starting to get referrals, you know, the next phase would be looking at, okay, let's now take a look at what your online presence might look like. And so at that point, you have to start thinking about taking a percentage of your income and, of course, investing in those tools Mm -hmm. to take that next leap. And then as the business grows to a certain income, there's income points we talk about in my coaching group of when you get to this point, it makes more sense to go do this. And so it's, it's taking a look at, you know, always, what path are you wanting to go in because there's certain phases in your business where you hit kind of a crossroads Mm -hmm. that you could go one direction or another direction and it's always making sure of which direction you really want to end up at (laughs) Um, and then making the right decisions that's going to keep you on that path so that, again, you keep making money. But there do come points in the business, and I'm at one right now, where you have to sometimes invest to go up. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times what people do is they make huge investments until, again, they're really monetizing, they really know what their niche is. Niche is 84% of the problem why most entrepreneurs never break a six-figure income. It's mm-hmm. huge. They end up, you know, going out, and you and I know this because we hear them at networking events saying, I do this, and I do this, and I do this, and they're all right. over the map, right? <laughs> right. They, they do everything. They put everything out there hoping that something is going to stick. Right. And the problem with that then is if you're now putting up a website or you're doing any kind of marketing like what you and I are doing right now with radio, their message is all over the board. 
Mm-hmm. And a confused message does not bring clients. As a matter of fact, it does the very opposite thing. Yeah, so, I know. I agree. Yeah, we have to make sure that the concept is working. They know who their niche is and who they're trying to reach. They know what those people, what their pain points are so they can address them really quickly and attract people to them before they even think about investing in other things. Absolutely. And I think one of the the best pieces of advice I was given was you really want, in your sales message, you really want to be able to attract the right clients, but you also want to repel the wrong clients because you want to get those clients that you can really serve in that sweet spot. You know, and and I know there's a lot of different um, systems out there and a lot of different tools that entrepreneurs can use. And I know that, that you help them, you know, to figure out what those are, and that's when a, having a coach is really important when you get to those crossroads, when you have to make some of those decisions, when you have to get connected, that's mm-hmm. when it's really key. So how can our listeners learn more about you and what you have to offer and about your Infinite Nation community of entrepreneurs? Yeah, the best thing to do is to go to my website, infinitenation.com. And I also have a Facebook group page, John L., that anybody can join. It's just the Infinite Nation community page. Perfect. And we will put a link to that on our Turn Knowledge to Profit webpage with today's interview. So thank you so much for your time, Carrie. And I look forward to staying connected. Thank you. I enjoyed it. So we need to take a real quick break, but stay tuned. When we return, it's our success interview. You don't want to miss it. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. Imagine the feeling of being seen as the go-to expert in your field and having that at no extra cost for marketing, plus having more time for your family, friends, vacations, and hobbies. You don't have to imagine anymore. Hi, I'm Kristen Baker, sales, money, and success coach, and I want to share my proven formula that I use to close over $100 million in sales. Go to KristenBakerCoach.com, that's K-R-I-S-T-E-N, BakerCoach.com, and access my free checklist called Turn 100 Leads into $20,000. Find out in less than five minutes if you've been sitting on a gold mine of ideal clients. Stop wasting time and money on sales and marketing methods that don't work. Start by going to KristenBakerCoach.com, download my checklist, and let's get started today. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit, and I'm your host, Janelle McCauley. Today's success interview is with speaker, coach, and sales expert, Jane Powers. Welcome, Jane. Hello. 
I'm really excited about our conversation today, and I know you and I have known each other for a while and had many conversations, and I'm really excited for our listeners to get to know more about you and your business and just your philosophy, because it's a little bit different than traditional coaches. Um, But I'd love to start our conversation by having you just tell us a little bit about your business, how it got started, and how how it's evolved to where it is today. Excellent. Hi, thank you for having me, number one, and I appreciate that so much. So let me, I'll give you a description of my business, and this is what the cornerstone of what I do is helping people with their messaging. So I help people take their message and turn it to money, but entrepreneurs hire me to speak with confidence and sell with authority because most are boring, confusing, and inconsistent, and I'm probably the only one who has the nerve to tell them so. So I help <laughs> them connect, capture, and close their ideal audience. Bottom line, I help people to turn anything that they have as a vision or a purpose for their business into money. So that's what I call my intromercial, and that's just a sample. Janelle, that's what I do, as you know, is I help people be able to clearly articulate what they're doing in a structure that helps you gain and leverage by lead generation. So what I do is I help people, number one, everything we do is selling. Everything we do is selling, whether we're on a platform speaking, networking one-to-one, because we are our product as coaches, authors, as you know, entrepreneurs. We are we're our product, mm-hmm. and we've got to display our brand and our product. So what I help people do is articulate clearly what they do. So the sales conversation literally is what credit card do we want to put that on? Because yeah. in our presentations, in, our, in how we show up, is the basis of generating our leads and closing the deal. But, uh, you know, I, I, I go by JNM Powers PLLC, but I have so many different brands that speak for my business. So, uh, you know, Speak to Profit is one of the, the names that people know me from, and also Let's Talk Impact. So those are a couple of things. I have been in business now six years, and I don't know if you know this about me, Janelle, but I started out as a spiritual life coach, and I found that I was an impatient spiritual life coach. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't surprise me. (laughs) I know you're surprised about that. I, you know, it's funny because I came from a background. I worked in the prison drug and alcohol treatment centers. I was a counselor in the uh, sexual abuse world for many years. And I was very honoring of, you know, not putting my agenda or moving people into action. That was just the model. And now as a coach, I found when I started, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're taking too long. Let's just fast track you to here's what you can, you know, here's how you move through that. So I went from being a spiritual life coach working with the great Mary Morrissey, my mentor for many, many years, Bob Proctor, and somebody kept asking me as I was doing my spiritual life coaching, they were saying, how are you in your first year so successful? And I'm like, I don't know. And I kept going, and they'd be like, how are you doing it this second year? I'm like, I don't know. They're like, if you write down actually what you're doing, you could have such an impact in the world. So I started writing it down, and there are two things that I do, two master skills that are in my zone of genius. One is speaking, and one is selling. 
And that is the cornerstone and the, and the foundation of my business and what I train people to do. It's interesting that you say um, zone of genius because I think there's a lot of confusion and misconceptions around what people should be doing. People, some people say that you should learn how to do everything so that you, know, you understand it. Some people say focus on what your area of expertise is. And I think people are just trying to do a lot of different things, and they're not really focusing on those things that are really going to move the dial. And that's the, that is what I see the biggest downfall of the industry is we get inundated. I can go to a – I have a live event coming up in, what, October 13th. There's probably another 10 live events that exact same weekend. I mean, there are events. We can go to one every single day and learn one new thing that we should add to our business. And I'm going to tell you, we are working way too hard for way too little, trying to do way too many things with the least amount of effectiveness. Um, I don't know, Janelle, if you've ever heard of the book by Gary Keller, and it's called The One Thing. And it's an easy read. It's a great book. Gary Keller is the founder mm-hmm. of Keller Williams Realty, and that's, I, I've been a broker for 15 years. But it, what he says is do the one thing that by doing that one thing makes all else easy. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to do everything. And I'll tell you, part of my, when I do my presentations, and I do a lot of um, speaking, as you know, I position myself because that's one of the most important things that we do when we're presenting. And what I say is I've created two multi-million dollar businesses. I've created a six-figure coaching business in under a year with less than 300 people on my list. And I did this with a smile, sometimes a business card, and a talk. And I, I stand by that. I refused to get a website until literally this year because mm-hmm. I wanted to prove that I can have a multi-six-figure business with a talk and, and the ability to sell, and I've done that. Now I know products that Michael and I are connecting, but part of it is it, it's us. It's we show up in our business, and, you know, could we launch? Could we do – I I'm telling you, when I go to these workshops and people are like, hey, do you want to launch? I'm like, yes. I thought they were saying lunch. <laughs> I'm like, I'd love to go to lunch. And they're like, no, I said launch. And I'm like, no, I have avoidance behaviors around those things. Oh. Yeah, well, and I think it's interesting because you hear so many entrepreneurs say that they'll do it when their website is ready or they're spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars before they even get out there and yeah. know what people want, how they can serve yeah. people, how their process mm-hmm. works. They, they've got an idea and a concept, which is all great, but mm-hmm. until you start having those conversations, till you start coaching people, till you start actually working with people, what you think they want and what they actually want or what they're willing to pay for, as you know, are often two very different things. And we haven't done our own market research. I mean, we, we can look at all of the, you know, we can go to websites and look at what, you know, people like that have done what we do or are doing what we do and go, okay, I'm going to do that. But it doesn't, I, here's the greatest example, Mary Morrissey, very formal, very spiritual, former minister, dresses very, you know, very uh, corporate professional. And I was teaching her stuff my first year, well, sort of, but I was out there representing her her product or her, mm-hmm. her program. And 
I was trying to do it. Like Mary Morrissey would say things like the green growing edges of your becoming. And, you know, there is a, a dream seeking to emerge by you, with you, through you. And it's beautiful stuff. And I was using that. I was saying that. And I thought, oh, my gosh. I am so edgy, and I, I dress in leather pants, and I have cool jackets, and I, am, I, I did not bring me mm-hmm. to the platform. I was bringing someone, it, it was, you know, part of my book coming out is about being a copycat. We've got mm-hmm. to stand authentically in who we are, show up how we are, and we, I have a lot of folks that, you know, they're like, mm, I can't do that because it's, I don't see it out in the world. That's why you should be doing it. I am... Mm-hmm. I am a big fan. If everybody's going right, I'm going to go left. If everybody's going up, I'm going down. Because I, I think it's lonely, as they say, on the, on the leading edge. And I want to be authentically me. And sometimes I just go the opposite just because. <laughs> but it, it truly is about taking you and showing up fully as you rather than trying to do what everybody else is doing. Because I'm going to tell you, you'll fail miserably trying to fit into someone else's, as I was, you know, pumps or, you know, suit jacket. It just doesn't work that way. Well, and there's so many people out there that need to be served with what we have to offer. And by being who you are authentically and, you know, whether it's a suit or whether it's leather, you know, being who you are, you're going to attract a certain audience. You're going to attract different people. And it's important to attract the right people and repel the others because you're going to attract your ideal client when you're being authentic. I hear more coaches say, you know, I was working with this person and I just, we, it just, we didn't gel. We didn't work well together. It was such a struggle. And I think often coach, oftentimes coaches think I can coach everyone. And while you could, everyone mm-hmm. is not your ideal client. So I think getting really clear on who you want to serve, how you can serve them, what you have to offer, it's a win-win for everyone. And then we're all doing you know, what really, what we're passionate about, and we're all making a bigger difference. It's so, it's so funny because, you know, you do say that you're like, you know, but do you want to work with everyone? And here's what I know happens because I deal, when I'm working with individuals, I have people that have very established business and I have people that are just launching their business. And it was like when I started in real estate, I started in real estate many, many years ago, I'd work with anybody and everybody. If they were breathing, they got in the car, we would drive until they qualified. We would keep driving until we found that property. And, I, and it was like, I did not feel I had the choice to be able to say no because I wanted the income. Mm-hmm. And what happens when we're new, and I did the same thing, uh, when, when we're new, we're like, oh, my God, I could sell anyone. I came from a sales background. I was selling, selling, selling. Now, were they getting the value? Yes. But what was happening was I'd sell and I'm like, oh, wow, that's awesome. Yes, I got a yes. And I'm like, oh, they weren't a good fit. And the sales conversation is not can I get them to buy. The sales conversation is are they a fit, do I bring value, and do they bring value to me? So can I lend them my expertise and actually move them into where they want to be? And am I going to find joy when I get on a call with them. And I'll tell you, there have been times where I have missed the mark on somebody enrolling and I feel like I'm like, oh no, I sort of dread having the coaching call with them and I will literally have the conversation with that individual 
it does it hasn't happened but maybe one one or two times over the mm-hmm. many years but but it's very it's very important that it's not about getting the sale it is about making sure it's a fit making sure that you can bridge the gap between their pain and your solution and it it truly is about knowing at the beginning it isn't it it's a disservice to yourself and to the person that you sign up if they are not a fit and knowing that the next client will come along but i'll tell you in the beginning i'm like oh no you know where am i going to get my next client they're nowhere to be found i don't see anybody and then boop they're right in your path and it's about really trusting generating the momentum and i wanted to go back to a point i was just on a group coaching call last night and i had three of my clients who were saying i said if you're waiting to put a pretty little bow on your programs your package your product your you know your website if you're waiting to put a pretty little bow on that you are you you're actually anchoring your business to the bottom of the abyss i mean it's I went and got certified, and I think I had nothing. All I knew was I am now a life mastery consultant. I came home, I got on the phone, I started making calls, and I signed up two year-long coaching clients at ten grand apiece. And then I hung up and went, "Uh-oh, <laughs> what am I going to do with them?" I had no idea. I had no program. I had nothing. And I'll tell you, the best way to get your products, your programs, your book, your webinar, your talk done is get booked to speak, get a client, mm-hmm. and get somebody on the calendar, because I'll tell you, you'll, you'll produce very quickly what it is you need. Absolutely. And we need to take a real quick break, but when we come back, I want to continue the conversation, and I want to talk about products and programs and how you made that transition from one-on-one coaching to that. So perfect transition. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit Radio. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. This is the EWN Radio Network. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit Radio, and I'm your host, John L. McCauley. In today's success interview, we're talking with Jane M. Powers, who's a speaker, coach, and sales expert. And if you missed the first part of our conversation, you want to go back and listen to it because we were talking about how you attract your ideal clients, how you serve them, and how your business transitions over time. I'd like to switch the conversation a little bit, Jane, to products. And I know you and I have talked, and I've had this conversation with a lot of people who say, I'm a service-based company, I don't have products. But your services are a product. And so many coaches are going through the transition where they're booked as much as they can with one-on-one clients, and they want to leverage their time. They have no more time to take on more one-on-one clients. So they're looking at how can they do that. And I know you've done it very successfully because you put on a program, a multi-day event, and then you take people into you know, your coaching program. So how did you know that it was time to start doing that and how has that worked for you? So uh, it, a lot of answers to a very simple question, and it really is there's so many dynamics that go into understanding what do I do and what do I offer. And I, I go through this time and time again with clients. They're like, I want a money mountain. I want to know what that looks like. And, and what I love to do with my clients is focus in on what do you love and what are you so good at. So let me give you an example. Janelle, my, when I started out, I did not really want to do one-on-one coaching. I, and, and I'll tell you, between you and me, not every, no, there are some people that should not be coaching. Mm-hmm. There are some people that should not be one-on-one coaching. They're better at facilitating. They're better at you know, spending the time in a group call. I started my business out in a group. I knew that I wanted to leverage my time. I was, gonna, I was also running a full-time real estate business. So I started one group coaching call, a, a training coaching call, every week for six months. And I enrolled people at a very nice price point, which was $1,997, you know, about 2000 bucks. Mm-hmm. And people were in there. And then what I thought, hey, I think I can leverage that group and add into that one-on-one coaching. It felt like a natural transition because people were saying, hey, how do I get more time with you? So it wasn't me being a genius. It was them saying, how do I get more time with you? I'm like, oh, I happen to have Living on Purpose. That was the name of the program, and then it became Speak to Profit. I have Speak to Profit, and I can put in one-on-one coaching, which now takes you to a higher level. The next thing I did was added the group program plus VIP days. So for me, it was, be, it was answering the market, but also answering what I wanted to do. I knew that I needed to leverage my time. Some people do it opposite. I see a lot of coaches saying, go out, get 10 one-on-one clients. And what tends to happen is people schedule their coaching calls all on one day. And I used to do that. And by the time the day was over, I was exhausted because I show up, you've got to be fully present. And it was exhausting. And I thought, okay, I need to spread this out. I need to change up the program. I, I believe, Janelle, it's, it, it's an evolution, but I think it always starts with what am I really, really good at and what do I really love to do? I love 
to facilitate a group call. I love doing laser coaching. I do love my one-on-one, but those are from at this point, those are for my high-end clients. And I think so. I've answered your question like all around the world, the mountains. But the bottom line is, I think it's what are you really good at and what do you love to do and what is the market or your clients asking you for? Mm-hmm. Did that answer it at all? <laughs> no, it did. And that's when we look at um, helping clients create products in, you know, turn knowledge to profit, we look at three things. We look at their personal goals, their business goals, and what they want, what they're passionate about. Because it's important that you align all those things together. And I love the fact that you've paired things together because that's one of the ways that you can really leverage what you're doing is take one part, which alone would be X number of dollars, and put it with another part. Together, you're making a package, or you can start and do something live and record it, and then you can sell the recordings and charge more for live. There's so many Mm -hmm. different ways that you can do it. And the thing that we find is so many coaches, authors, and speakers just start creating products and don't have any strategy. And sometimes that works. Sometimes it comes Mm -hmm. together beautifully, but it also really does help if you have a strategy because you're leveraging it, you're leveraging your resources, you're repurposing things, you're really having the biggest impact and in a way that's creating, I love that, the, what did you say, the money mountain? Money Mountain, yeah. yeah I love that. Mountain. Yeah, and, and truly, you know, I, I can really give, this is the greatest thing I discovered is, I, and I've been a speaker for 30 years and sales professional 30 years doing that in corporations and, and throughout private and public sectors, and every talk I have done, I am now currently, I, this year I'm writing two books. Every talk I have done has already created one book. The other one is a little different book, but everything we do, is documented and we have all the information we need to create products, to create talks, to create webinars, everything we have, we, we're, we're experiencing it. But here's what happens, Janelle. If people are sitting behind their computer going, okay, module one, uh, vision, module two, speaking, and now they have to generate. I think it's you get out there, you're more effective you're earning money while you're developing your products and programs mm-hmm. because you're out there speaking it out and you're like, oh, that was amazing. Like I sometimes I'll be doing a presentation. I'll go, oh, my gosh, time out. I've never said that before, and that is a writer downer. And it, it, it's what we're experiencing in the world that makes, like you said, that makes our products so much more valuable and in alignment with who we are and who our clients are. If we're sitting down to write everything and we want a pretty little bow on it, I guarantee most times you have to go back and revise it. It, it, happens, it. it happens every time. Absolutely. And I know we talked before about saying yes and getting those speaking dates, getting that class date, getting that webinar call date scheduled because it's really easy to – put off creating your products, really easy to say, I'll do it later. And mm-hmm. it's important for us to have that date so we get into action. And mm-hmm. your first talk is not going to be 
probably nearly as eloquent as once you've done it a handful of times. And you're going to find out how people respond. You're going to see what kind of an impact you have. And it's all about just taking that first step and building on it. And you're going to create amazing things that you never could have even dreamed of if you sat down with a blank piece of paper and just started writing without getting out there and experiencing it. Yep, brainstorming. And let me just, let me back up. Their talk, unless they're working with me, their talk may fall flat. But if they're working with me, that first talk is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to nail it right out. But truly it is where we want to try out some of that stuff. But you're right to sit down with a pen and paper or your, or your, you know, laptop and go, okay, you know, here we go. And it's, and you have nothing to work because where you generate the best ideas is when you're interacting and mm-hmm. people are feeding. Like when I say my intromercial and I say entrepreneurs hire me to speak with confidence and sell with authority, people will look at me and I'm like, all right, that one worked. Now, as you know, I used to say entrepreneurs hire me to unleash the world-class speaker in them. That got attention, but what happened was people thought I was only a speaking coach and truly I am only a sales coach that happens to teach you how to speak to profit. So you flip it around so that people go, oh, I know exactly what you do. And that's, again, like you said, whether it's this radio conversation, whether it's the, you know, standing on stage, it's one-to-one, one-to-many, it is, it is checking, it's really market research all the time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I love it. So how can our listeners learn more about you, your business, and what you have to offer? Well, a couple of different things. One, they go to my website, easiest way. It's janempowers.com. The other, I didn't even think of this, the other most brilliant way to learn, experience, and hang out with me is my live event, October 13, 14, and 15. And you can go to message to money, phx.com, and learn about that. There's a little video on there. You can learn a little more about me. And then, you know, if you want to just... Email me directly. I'm happy to respond and give you any tips. And that's jane at janempowers.com. So website, janempowers.com. Event is message to money, phx.com. And that's in Phoenix, October 13, 14, and 15. Or better yet, come to eWomen next month. I'm speaking. Perfect. I can't wait. And we'll also put a link to your website on our Turn Knowledge to Profit radio webpage so people can find you there. So can you give our listeners just one tip or piece of advice that they can use and really apply immediately to help them scale and build their business? Yeah, and you know, I I should have shared this early on. I developed my business based around the premise, find your voice find your power because in our power we can do anything and in absence of speaking our truth and standing in who we are authentically we're we're going to grow slowly but the way to step out there get out from behind your computer get out into the world articulate what you do invite people to join you in what you offer and live life fully from your voice and your power that's my tip Well, thank you so much for all of your advice and all of your sharing today. It's been a great conversation. Thank you. My pleasure. Absolutely. 
We need to take another real quick break, and when we come back, it's our business builder, so stay tuned. This is John L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment today, we're going to talk about when good enough is good enough for you. I'm really excited about this conversation because we hear it over and over again that people spend so much time trying to get it perfect, trying to do just a little bit more. And at some point, we have to ask the question, when is it good enough? Well, you know, absolutely. And I think that I've found one of the things that holds many coaches, speakers, and authors back is their drive for perfection. I know certainly it's one of my issues as well. And uh, you've likely heard that phrase or that uh, that quote that uh, we're often our own worst critics. And that that's absolutely the case. It's, you know, for me, when I'm creating something, it's it's always just I have so many great ideas that it's kind, it's hard to just stop and and you always want it to be just a little better, just a little better, just a little better. And so, um, you know, that's a challenge. It's really a challenge for a lot of people. And um, it's something that you really need to work with. It's, you know, the question is the key or the key is to know when it's time to stop creation and start offering. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because probably, gosh, I lose track of time, you know that, but probably, what, 12 years or so ago when I was in my master's program and I had to write a paper, and I know you kept saying just 
turn it in, be done with it. And I kept rewriting it and rewriting it. And it had to be emailed to the professor by midnight. And if it was late after that, I got a one grade penalty. So I had to make the choice. Do I send it as it was or do I rewrite it and know the best I can do is get a B? And I pushed the send button and guess what? I got an A. And to me, that was the big aha moment of learning about good enough because I think you're absolutely right. We all keep thinking we got to do just a little bit more, a little bit more. And it's so important to get into action and don't let a little needing a little bit more put you in paralysis and not get into movement because it really is. So how do people know that the time is right? When do they when can they say it's good enough? Well, this is really the, the key because we're not talking here about lowering your quality standards. And that's really important for people to understand. It's not that you're willing to to put out something that's of low quality. Um, what we're really talking about here is is stepping back and coming to the realization that your gauge of high quality is likely much higher than everybody else's outside of you. Uh, and what I mean by that is we, we always, again, back to that, you, a lot of times that your own, we are our own worst critics. Um, you know, we'll pick apart and pick apart and pick apart a, a document or a presentation or a course or whatever it is. And um, most people wouldn't even notice that it was there. They wouldn't even notice that, that it could have been better. So it's really important to know when that time is. And there's a couple of secrets for knowing when it's the right time or when it's good enough. You know, first, the, the biggest uh, advice I could offer people is to make sure that you set clear objectives when you start the creation process. So you need to know what the end product will look like when you start. And that will really help you. If you know the audience you're going to be addressing, be it, again, a book, a course, whatever it is, and you know what the key objectives you have are and what you want those clients to walk away with and what knowledge you want them to walk away with, and then you keep that foremost in your mind as you're creating, Anything that doesn't support that vision then is not included. Um, the second thing is really, though, to keep track of those ideas you get. As I said earlier, I get lots and lots of ideas while I'm in the creation process. Um, and so what I like to do is I keep a written list of those ideas as I'm going along. So I'll just jot them down either in Word or Excel or, or just on a piece of paper but just write them down so you have all those ideas in one place. And then when you get to the point where you're ready to uh, implement, so you're ready to actually start offering, um, you, you take a look at that list and you say, well, are there any things on this list that really I have to include uh, or it won't be a complete product? Or are they just ideas for making it better? Um, and if you think about it, you know, every company goes through this, every product company goes through this issue. Uh, if you look at the software world, they're always creating new uh, features, new functions, new things it'll do. And, and there's a very specific process that they follow to cut off development and release the product and then put the, the next enhancements 
into the next release. And so it's really important, I think, for people to use that process or some version of that process, uh, no matter what the, it is they're creating, not just software, but book, you know, again, writing a book, creating a course, creating a talk or a presentation, whatever it is that you, you set a very clear limit. And then when you get to that limit, you release, you go ahead and say, it's good enough. Let's go ahead and do it. And the reality is, you know, a lot of times you're going to learn a lot the first time you deliver it. And so a lot of things you didn't anticipate. So you're going to have a revision cycle anyway, after you've given it once or twice. Well, I think that's a really good point for people to remember that there is a revision cycle that what sounds good on paper and looks great in application or the way people respond to it isn't always the same. And that's okay. It's kind of thinking on your feet. It's trying it a little bit differently. It's seeing what additional language do you need. I think that's really important for people to know. You know, and we all want to be seen as great. And I think we are our own worst critic because we think that if it doesn't have everything that we've spent years and years learning, that it's not exactly what someone needs. And we need to take a step back because they're just starting out at the beginning. They're not where we are. When, you know, I think you always use the example, you know, when you don't have a car, a basic car is just fine. You don't need a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. You just need something that's got four wheels that's going to get you where you need to go. So start at the beginning and just know that it's going to be great. The right people are going to be there and get it. Yeah, I think there's a, a couple of really important things that you just said. I mean, one is that the, the whole idea of uh, making sure you have the right amount so that if you're a beginning student, you're not going to get overwhelmed. And it's go back to the car analogy that, you know, if you don't have anything at all, and if a student's coming in or a client's coming in with nothing at all, um, you, you want to give them enough that they can make some improvements in their life or their business, but you don't want to give them so much that they're overwhelmed. And I know we've talked about overwhelming them uh, overwhelming clients in previous business builders. Um, and, and I can tell you in a, a number of years of, of doing this, I've never met a coach, uh, a speaker or an author that wanted to put too little in their offering. They always want to put too much, always, always. And so it's a matter of really cutting that back to what's really just essential and leaving the rest um, out. That's part of this good enough idea. It's, you know, it's good enough to get somebody started. Don't overwhelm them trying to, as you said, make it a Ferrari or a Lamborghini that most of us, if we got into and tried to drive, wouldn't have really, I mean, we might be able to do it a little bit, but there's so many electronic gadgets that, you know, we'd be lost. And that's the same thing for your clients is that if you give them all the gadgets and all the buttons and all the, the capability, they're going to get lost. It's all in all likelihood they're going to be lost. So it's important. You know, I think it's really important for people to ask themselves, what do I need to deliver and go back to, as you said in the beginning, really focus on what you're trying to accomplish, because I think that'll help you know how much to put into it, what to be doing and 
realize that you don't have to give them everything the first time out. And that doesn't mean that you're not delivering exactly what they need. If we give them too much, and we see it over and over again, people go into overwhelm. And when you go into overwhelm, you do nothing. And what you've just created becomes shelf help and not self help that they really need to get the results that they're looking for. That's why they're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, you had your aha earlier when my aha was really, uh, I spent a lot of years doing corporate training and, uh, you know, week after week after week at different companies teaching uh, two and three day courses. And a number of times I got to the end of a course that I had taught and I was thinking to myself as I was sort of cleaning up the flip charts and putting everything away, I was thinking, wow, you know, that that was okay, but that wasn't really my best. I've done better. And yet when the evaluations came in, all the students would, would write on it. This is like the, one of the best courses I've ever had at this company. This is the most amazing course ever. And so that was my aha was that here I was again, my own worst critic critiquing on how that wasn't a good job that I had done. And yet my standards were so high that, that everybody in the course thought it was an amazing course. Um, so again, you know, it's, it's a matter of when is it good enough? And I think you need to figure out when that is for you, but just sort of recognize that, you know, things could always be better. And it's a matter of when do you cut it off and start offering it, start making money with it and start improving people's lives with it, as opposed to just trying to make it better. So I'm going to challenge all of our listeners to go to our Turn Knowledge to Profit radio page on Facebook and to share with us, how do you know when it's good enough? And if you're challenged with not getting into action of trying to make it perfect, let us know where you get stuck, because I think this is a really key conversation to have so that, as you said, Michael, you can actually get your work out there and start making a difference and changing lives. That's what it's all about. So remember, good enough, you've got to find what's good enough for you, but get your work out there and start making a difference. You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for our future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week. Turn knowledge to profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, 
Great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.